Cracky Gems Podcast is a lifestyle podcast where I talk about conversation, current events, and curiosities. Join me, Gems Wallet, Thursdays here at Cracky Gems Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. For podcast advertising, audiobooks, and more, why not check out my shop? Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by gem. Hello and welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast. I am Gem Swallow. <laughs> this is a combine. <laughs> I went all newsy dewy there and I'm digging it. Okay. <laughs> I blame the weather. Okay. So we have had, on average, I think this is our fourth day, but who's counting? Our fourth day of sunshine here in the UK. We're not used to this, okay? As I look to my window on my left, wouldn't it be cool if you too have a window on your left? But if not, that's fine. I am dressed in a summer dress and it's it's really warm and it hasn't even hit like the peak time of sunshine yet. But I'm not complaining. You know, we're meant to have rain here today, but I don't think it's gonna happen. So it's very, very warm. And uh, if you're like me, you're enjoying wearing your summer gear. If you're not like me, then just stay, just stay cool. You know, find shade, just keep going with your liquids, you'll be fine. And with the sunshine on my brain, <laughs> it's getting to it, I know that much. Okay, with the sunshine on my brain, I have had two songs playing in my brain. Overnight, actually, okay? A little bit of context before I kind of delve into this episode of ours. Okay, so, yesterday I was listening to some music because I ventured out because it was Bank Holiday Monday here. Don't even get me started on Bank Holidays. I'm not a fan. I must be the only person in the UK that isn't, but I'm not a fan. And so, I ventured out and I listened to music as I venture out. I just played my Spotify playlist, you know, as one does. And as I was coming back from my said adventures, Dua Lipa was playing on my phone. And so the song with I Could Be The One, and you know, I haven't heard that yesterday. Well, I have, but I haven't heard that in a while. See, the sunshine is getting to me. So (laughs) I'm fine. I blame the fact that I'm in a hot room because I needed a quiet room to record in. But hey, you know, that that is my excuse. I'm sticking to it. And secondly, it's because in my brain, this this thing that I own, you know, my brain that does weird and wonderful things. I'm basically Alice in Wonderland, but without the Alice name. So for me, I'm kind of putting together a mental playlist for my soon to be radio show. And I have a feeling Dua Lipa might be on it. And if she is, then you can you can come back to this very episode and be like, ah, oh, that's the song. It's that song Levitating, you know? It keeps playing in my head. How oh, Levitating? That one. She sang it better, obviously. You know, of course she would, it's her song. Moving on. But yeah, so I had that song playing in my head and all morning it's been there. And I'm like, how am I supposed to concentrate on a podcast episode if I've got Dua Lipa on repeat? In my brain, I mean, is this like, is this a curse of the DJs? I don't know. Is this something that once, like, once you are in the planning of of having your own show, these these songs come and they they attack your very noggin? I don't know, but it's it's an interesting one. So stay tuned this way. I think what it is, I've been having 
a little bit of drama behind the scenes of this, to be honest, of um, trying to put together a radio show. I'm there. Literally, I mean, the show is in the pipeline and the the playlist. I am so committed. It's just the, oh, it's the devices. So stay tuned. I will keep you updated. Okay. And yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's just, yeah. Moving on. Okay. So in this very episode that we have, we are listening to, there is a subject I wanted to bring up, which is hobbies. So this is an interesting one. Okay, so you might have heard it. I don't know about you, but you get sick to the absolute back teeth of this. If I hear either we have lived in unprecedented, very difficult to say, unprecedented times, okay, one more time, or about lockdown, one more time, I might just scream. I am not a violent person, but I'm getting there. Okay, I might just scream. Every day when you turn on TV, that's all you hear. Okay, so for me, I've got that out. I've got that out there. Now you're on. You're all in the know. One thing that I have heard so much about in the last few months is that lockdown was a great place to explore hobbies or to take part in your hobbies. Now, for me, it's an interesting theory because. If you have a lot of time and someone is taking away your very freedom, then yeah, the way to keep your mind, you know, on something, I mean, okay, most of us either have a job or they have something, some sort of daily routine you do, right? So you go to work or you work from home, you have a daily routine and usually that very thing you're doing is something that keeps your mind active, keeps your mind occupied, you're you know, whatever it is you're doing, your mind is occupied for a good sense of time, be it five hours a day, be it a little bit less, be it a little bit more, your mind's in the zone. When we went through lockdown, a lot of us couldn't go to work, or if you do work, a lot of us couldn't go to a place unless it was essential. So, for example, unless you worked for a supermarket or somewhere you could work from home, a lot of people ended up being made redundant or, you know, there was there was time where you had a gap to fill in your day. You have a gap in your routine. So for the most part, you had to fill it because that's where our brains, otherwise our brains freak out and think, well, what, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, seriously, what, what is this that I'm, I'm coming upon? So when it comes to hobbies, it's an unusual one because for some people, they take a hobby they enjoy doing and they're able to make a job out of it. So for me, a hobby is a very great area. And I think it's because of the way I've been brought up. And I think it's the generation that I find myself in. And this is something I have struggled with for an amount of time, to be honest. So for the very subject of this, I'm going to use the format of something that you do in your spare time that you enjoy doing. So I'm not going to look at this as like a business, though there are grey areas. Okay, so I was raised in the way that you kind of don't have hobbies. I think the generation before for us, maybe, they didn't really share their hobbies all that much. I haven't really heard stories of past generations, around, unless you really knew them, of past generations that really talked about the stuff they did when they weren't working nine to five or whatever job they were doing. So, for example, my upbringing was 
I heard about my maternal grandmother that she, you know, nan to me, but <laughs> my maternal grandmother, that she worked a, a, a full-time job, but she also had something called a side hustle. So she had a hobby that she was able to make money from. So for me, it's a very interesting one because a hobby to me means you don't make money from it. It's just something you do in your spare time. Maybe if, you know, you're at a loose end or you've come home from work or you've, you finish your, your day job and you sit at home or you think, right, I'll get out whatever it is you've been working on and it's something to keep your mind occupied to allow the time to move, right? So you're just, you're killing time basically, but you're doing it in an enjoyable way. For me... What I find interesting is that from my own formatting, a hobby comes from something you enjoy doing, but if you're able to make money from it, that's great because then it can move forward and then it can kind of give you something you can aim towards and it'll, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult one to kind of think about, but for me, it's... If I'm going to indulge in a hobby, it has to be worth my time. Now, the reason I say this is because I also have chronic health conditions, so my time is very precious. So if I'm going to spend time on something, my energy is that it's low. So I have to have something that is really worthy of my time to do. And that's the interesting thing. So when we were in the lockdown, we're actually not completely out of it over here in the UK yet. I think we're supposed to come out of this lockdown maybe in the next couple of weeks, but they're toing and froing on that one. If you live in the UK, then you'll be like, oh, don't we know it, Gem? Seriously, yeah, yeah, I hear you. For me, what I find fascinating, though, is that when we were in the lockdown, usually all the things that they talk about hobby-wise, for example, knitting or painting or drawing, all these celebrities were coming out of the woodwork and talking about these new hobbies that they had found. Whereas normally they're talking about the books that they want to release or the podcasts that they've set up or, you know, this, that and the other. So for me, it's a very interesting one because hobbies seem to, there's, they're very in an isolated box where you do this, but they don't really make you money. It's just something to keep your mind occupied. For me, this is where the gray area is too, because in my own hobbies, I have been known to make money from them. So it's a confusing one for me. So because I was curious, I took to social media and I wanted to ask you guys what your hobbies were because I wanted to see, I know all different people come from all different walks of life, you know, different strokes with different folks and all that palaver. And I wanted to see if you did a hobby, is it a hobby that's something you do in your spare time or is it something that you're able to make money from? And that's very interesting. For me, the psychology of a hobby, I think it has to be time worthy. So if it takes up too much time and you're not getting very much reward, then I'll be like, okay, I tried this, it's not for me. If you get money from it, for me, that's an accomplishment. But that's just in my own personal viewpoint because that's the way I've grown up. So if you've done something that someone else loves and someone's willing to pay money for, it's like, okay, that's interesting. And that helps you as well. It's another string to your bow. That's how I see it anyway. So I'm going to share a little bit about mine. Okay. I don't particularly enjoy sharing my chronic health conditions because they make you look either vulnerable or they make you look as though you're un you know, unworthy, unvalidated or 
the great the great kind of answer is oh that is such a shame oh no you know when really it's the way society is so let me let's rewind to around about eight years ago okay I have talked about this on this very podcast episode before Actually, no, it's not an episode, is it? I have talked about it. It's all very exciting, this. I have talked about it in past episodes. But for those of you that are new here, I'm just kind of going to do a little bit of a refresh and let you in on the know of how I came about my, my hobbies, okay? So, my hobbies really came about from the age of, say, 11. And I've always been that of a creative being. I think it was something that was passed down in the heritage, to be honest. My maternal grandmother was creative. My maternal great-grandfather was creative. It's it's in the lineage. It's something, you know, and it's something that me and my siblings are being brought up around. And even, you know, even they're creative. Some of them have side hustles, that kind of thing. It's something that's been engraved in us. For me, I didn't really... Think about it in the way of a hobby. I've always been creative because when I was younger, I was in pain a lot of the time. So I got chronic migraines when I reached 12 years old. And for me, my way of dealing with those would be to draw. That was like a first medium. You know, I would draw pictures and colour them in. I guess we would now look at it as a tool for mindfulness, perhaps. But for me, that was one. And then as I, you know, as I aged, different different things came my way. I tried beading, I tried jewellery making, I tried perfume making, just trying to find what worked. When I hit about the age of, say, 24, give or take, I decided that I wanted to try out knitting. It was all very interesting. That was when the first boom of knitting really took place. So it was everywhere. Celebrities weren't endorsing it, makes a change, I know, but they weren't endorsing it. I actually did a Google search and found out about knitting needles, that kind of thing. And in one evening, my mum sat down with me and taught me how to knit. And that stuck with me. I've since gone on to learn how to crochet as well. And I actually, at the moment, am enjoying crochet a little bit more than knitting, but we'll keep that between us. So for me, I have found that because I was in pain a lot of the time, but I wanted to feel productive and I wanted to feel like I could do something. It was like, you know, a footstep type thing, like one small foot forward. Okay, can I do this? Great. Can I do it again? How much energy does this take? And if so, I can keep going and keep going. And then my mum actually I designed a pair of baby booties and my mum managed to sell them for me and that to me was such an accomplishment because I was able to think wow I feel like death I look like death and I have next to no energy I'm able to make a pair of booties my mum were able to sell them for me and then I started to get orders and it was like wow and I actually think that was what helped me out there was something to kind of I was able to look at different textures and, you know, different textures of making booties, what to put on the booties, what buttons, chains, this kind of thing. And then you had people asking you for jewellery. So I was able to look at different mediums of jewellery. And for me, it was something that really helped when I was in the depths of pain. There were times when I was going to bed not knowing if I was going to wake up simply because I was in so much pain. And... Having one little thing that I came across that my mum had the skill to teach me, 
And it was quite something. And it was something that's already stuck with me. Just recently, I've actually just, in halfway through, knitting another pair of booties for a customer. So it's really interesting how you can have something that goes from a hobby into being able to make it into like a profitable thing. So there was that. During the lockdown though, the strange thing was I, I knitted a little bit towards the latter end of it, so the last few months, but I was more into podcasting. That was my way of keeping my head above water, to be honest. If you're a blogger or if you have another medium, you know, maybe a YouTuber, you'd probably feel the same way. It was one thing of maybe keeping some sort of routine in your life. But when it came to now that we're coming towards the end of lockdown, I find it fascinating because I wonder how many people have had hobbies but they've given them up. I know during the last few months, especially on Instagram, you've had a few people open Etsy shops and because everyone was home and they were glued to their devices, they were opening Etsy shops and people were buying from them and it was like, whoa, you know, and they were making a profit and it went through the roof. As soon as the lockdown started to kind of go a little bit and people were returning back to normal lives, then people couldn't understand why sales were drying up and it was like, oh, okay. And it's so interesting, you know, the ebbs and the flows of a hobby and what people want. But then again, as I reiterate, you can have a hobby that doesn't make money that just suits you and serves you. And you can have a hobby that you enjoy doing and that others enjoy doing, you know, others enjoy the fruits of your labour, if you like. So with that said, I wondered what you guys were into, simply because I'm nosy if I'm being honest, and I share things here on the podcast, and I kind of like to look at it where if someone has just found the podcast and they're listening in, they might kind of feel like, oh, you know, a fellow listener does that, or I haven't tried that, or oh, I have tried that, or oh, that's interesting, you know, make people feel maybe a little bit less alone, or maybe make people feel a little bit less like, oh, okay, you know, oh, there are others like me. Yeah, or unless you're like me and you came down the last shower. Okay, so I do have a ton of shout-outs, okay? So I want to say thank you to everybody that got involved because it was like, oh, God, as I was going through and I was looking on my Twitter and on my Instagram and as I was going through, I thought, right, I must make a screenshot of that. I must make it. You know what I'm like? Unless I've written it down, I am likely to forget it. So, okay, I've landed on a screenshot. Let's, Let's go ahead and read it. So I wondered, what are your hobbies and how did you come to find them? So, Paul... Thank you for getting involved. So two hobbies for me. First and foremost is researching my family tree, which I've been doing for around 20 years. And it really started because my dad sadly died when I was just three and I wanted to find out more about him. The second passion and obsession is Lego, which started when I was a kid and never left me. An attached blog, which he sent to me. And he shared a few pictures of the Lego items that he's built, which are actually quite interesting. And he has actually shared with me that his next project, product, project, we'll go with that project, (laughs) is in fact Yoda from Star Wars. So you heard it on Twitter first, but I'm reiterating here on the podcast. So, yeah. Stay tuned, I guess. Thank you, Paul, for getting involved. The second one is from Lindell Pinch on Twitter. Thank you so much for getting involved. Now, hashtag genealogy 
and hashtag family history because I was always asking as a kid, where did we come from? I mean, I can literally respect that. I think even now, it's like, where did we come from? And now it's like, where are we going? Right? Just me? Okay. It just went very quiet. I don't know what I was expecting there. <laughs> I swear you're going to be able to pin drop. I'm fine. So, <laughs> moving on. But yes, thank you, Lindell, for getting involved. <laughs> so, where did we come from? Did you find out any interesting results, though? That's the thing. With genealogy, did you find out anything interesting? Because I know my younger brother was into genealogy. He found out a fair few things about our family history. And it's interesting, especially with hobbies. We're the genealogy subject because, as, as I just mentioned, with my family, so my family is always... We kind of have the same kind of personalities. We are... I mean, I hasten to say we're kind of like underdogs, to be honest. Maybe that's not the right word, but for lack of our, you know, for lack of a better one, that's what I would say. So we're kind of where we are living. If we don't have a lot of opportunity, we're likely to maybe make opportunity or maybe we're likely to kind of find other ways of getting where we want. It's kind of, if that makes sense. But with our genealogy part, my great grandfather was a creative and my nan used to make teddy bears and she had a side business. Whereas for me, I have an Etsy shop and also the podcast. And I know my, you know, my siblings all have side hustles as well. So it's interesting how it kind of comes down the line. I don't know much about, you know, I think my maternal family history. I don't know much about their hobbies and stuff. I know that a lot of them turn into like lawyers and things like that. But yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's it's quite interesting how you can have a personality trait, but it actually comes down. So if you're a creative for mostly, you get, I think that is an actual personality trait. I think it has something to do with where you come from. Especially if you like me and you grew up listening to stories about what your past relatives have done how they came to do it and also their struggles which I find interesting I'm very interested in people's struggles because I think and their struggle nowadays and I think I've actually come across something just recently that I wanted to share on the podcast but you can have to stay tuned to hear that but struggles for me show true character because I think if you can see struggle through family history and you're like, this is our time right now. If you can see struggles and how that builds character, it's an interesting one. But stay tuned because I'm hoping to share a little bit about that. So if you're into genealogy, keep it here. So another one, I am going to try to pronounce this. If I get this horribly wrong, I'm so sorry. Okay, so, um, okay, I think this is French. I'm going to try. Right. Histoire de family. I'm not sure if that's right. It could be. Histores de family. I, I, I'm just going to go with that. She's on Twitter. Okay, so thank you so much. If I got that horribly wrong, feel free to laugh in the comments. It's at Radio Gem on Instagram and Twitter. So, most history... Oh, hold on. So, let me backtrack. Okay, so... At, I'm going to say this again, aren't I? At, <laughs> at Histore de family... That's it. <laughs> we were talking about, obviously, our hobbies... And I asked what her hobbies were, and she said for her, she reads books. And I was like, okay, what, what genre are you into? 
So she replied and said, mostly historical, but I like a good crime book too. And when one mixed both, as at Nathan D. Goodwin does, even better. So fabulous. Thank you so much for getting involved. Another one at book cover lover on instagram so i asked the same question what you know what are your hobbies how did you come to them so at book oh my god gem seriously it's all very exciting at book cover <laughs> they said that they're into reading and taking photographs so i said you know i asked your follow-up question how did you get into that and they said that they're following in their mother's uh, footsteps as she used to read a lot and that how they got into photography is that they always see beauty and they want to capture it and that they saved a lot of money to buy their first photography so if i'm if i'm kind of reading between the lines i'm assuming they saved a lot of money to buy their first camera those are quite expensive aren't they those those canons and other ones are available but yeah so thank you so much for getting involved in that one okay there's a lot of screenshots here. I'm just making my way down. Okay, another one. <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's like no filter on the podcast. And I don't believe in editing it because sometimes it can sound a bit too like edited and put together. So what you see with me is basically what you get. Okay, so at the Happy Holistic. Hello. She says, I'm learning to forage more. Good to get some local microbiota and free food. Also grow plants on my window ledge. Low spoon activity and helps clean the air. So if you're thinking what low, low spoon activity is, let me just give you a little bit of context there. So, thank you so much for that um, at the happy list. Uh, at, oh my goodness, gems at the happy holistic. So what that basically means is, I'm trying to say this and multitask at the same time. What low spoon activity means? There is something called the spoon theory. I agree with it somewhat, but I don't like being referred to as, in quote, spoony, because I kind of think I'm not a piece of cutlery, but that's just my own personal viewpoint. For what it means, there is a, a theory, a spoon theory. I can't remember who made it up, but what it means is if you have chronic health conditions, or you, you know, basically chronic health conditions, and they're long term, what it means, if you're doing something throughout the day, this spoon theory states that, Okay, this is going to be a really weird way of saying it, so I'll have to backtrack a bit more. Okay, scenario for you, a story. This woman who made up this theory, she was in this cafe and she was talking to her friend. And her friend was asking her, like, how how she does things, you know, because she had chronic health conditions. So she grabbed a lot of spoons off tables around her, if I'm understanding this right. And these spoons simplified the... I just made up a new word. They were symbolised, that's the one, of activities she did throughout the day. So, she took one spoon from the bundle in her hand and said, this one's for getting up in the morning. She put that one down. She took another spoon. This one's for having a shower or a wash. Put that down. She took another spoon for getting dressed and out of the house. And then as the spoons were going, she seemed, you know, that was a symbol of her energy for that day. So, there is a community online called Spoonies. And that's because there's nothing really in the offline world to validate those that have chronic health conditions. So for those that do, the Spoonie community, people call them that. Personally, I have chronic health conditions, but I don't refer to myself in that way. I, I can't bear the term, personally. But it just means that it's like an analogy 
for a group of spoons that symbolize the energy that you have throughout the day. So if you hear the term spoonie in future episodes, that is what it means. So Clary Bob will be okay on Instagram. The same question, what are your hobbies and how did you come to find them? Anything creative at the moment is pom-pom making and pen drawing star designs. Again, it's very interesting, isn't it? How different, you know, you have different mediums with creativity. So, yeah. So thank you so much, Claire, for getting involved. And that's it, really. So that was what I wanted to delve into, simply because I'm nosy. There is no other, you know, reason for it. So for me, mine are... Jewelry making, knitting, crocheting. There are a few of my uh, pieces that I made, if you want to see, on the cover of this episode. If you aren't able to see them, it's at Radio Gem on Instagram or on Twitter, and you can check it out there. You can also, you know, write your comment, and I'll shout you out in a future episode if I missed it in this one. And on the cover of this episode, I'm just sharing what a few of my little designs are. Also, you can see that if I'm wearing a bit of jewellery, it's usually one I've made. So the cover-up, actually my display picture on both my Instagram and on my Twitter, a necklace that I've made. So, and also I've uploaded a picture of me sat recording this very episode and the necklace I made. So, yeah, you know, you got to get that out there somewhere, don't you? But yeah, thank you. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. And so thank you so much for getting involved in this episode. I am hoping to have an episode come along where I'm going to be talking about hair accessories. So this is one that's been in the pipeline for a good chunk of time. And I'm hoping to talk about, is summer now, and most of us, if we have long hair, we want to get it out of the way whilst enjoying the styles. I am that person. I am that human. You know where I am because you will not find anything other than either wool or hair accessories. I've mentioned here, hear it, hear it, it here, it's going so well, it here before. And so I thought I'm going to share an episode about the hair accessories I've come about and whether I do or don't like them. So much like the mini series I did on the dry shampoo, however, this will be one episode and I'm going to be putting them through their paces. I'm going to be talking about coil, I'm going to be talking about skinny hair elastics, about ribbon. So if you follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram if you can. It's at Radio Gem. I'm going to be sharing like little bits of what it is that I'm doing, you know, so... Yeah, if you have, um, if you're into hair accessories, or maybe you have really long hair, or even if you're growing out hair, and you'd like to know what accessories best suit you, this is coming from a migraine sufferer, okay? So, I have the most sensitive head that there is, so I'm just putting that out there, okay? I've got you covered, and we'll, we're going to talk about that, and I have a really good episode coming up because I think I'm going to do this I think the one that I have in mind we're going to talk about and it's going to be one I think about generations keep it here won't you and make sure to tune into my Twitter and on my Instagram stories as well because if I have any questions and you want to get involved maybe you just found me thank you so much for listening if you want to get involved stay tuned to my Instagram stories and on my Twitter and you can get involved and you can get shouted out and we can have a laugh you know why not? It's summer. Let's have a laugh. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I will catch you next week. I will. It's on. It's a date. I will catch you next week. Take it easy. Until then, I am Gem Swallow and this is Quacky Gems Podcast. 
Thanks so much for listening to Quirky Gems Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will speak to you again next week. If you want to follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, check out at Radio Gem. See you soon.